0: <laughs> welcome to american patriot news i'm bill moss i got my host ed turner with me tonight i think fran's gonna be off i don't know she might join us later uh, <laughs> we just had a little talk here before the show this is a place where you come where we the people fight for the constitution over corruption freedom over fascism and power over politics and uh First, thing I want to talk to. I got a thing from uh, on Facebook from uh, Andrew Andrew Cooper Ryder, who is a uh, candidate here in Kentucky for state senator. And uh, Andrew had a uh, interesting article on there. That we looked at a minute ago. I want to bring it up. It's it's about uh, our guardsmen, our National Guard, who you know by by the Constitution we were meant to, to be kept in the states, to be used uh, to protect the states unless we were at war. And um, interestingly enough, 200 of our National Guardsmen and 800 of the Guardsmen from Virginia are being sent over to Africa. And this is an article from military.com that Andrew had in the posting. Uh, it says that the Virginia and Kentucky National Guard deployed 1,000 troops to the Horn of Africa amid a continuing shift in U.S. war efforts away from the Middle East. Um, on Saturday, 800 Virginia and 200 Kentucky Guardsmen shipped off for about a month of pre-deployment training at Fort Bliss, Texas. The soldiers recently wrapped up three weeks of training at Fort Pickett, Virginia. According to a guard spokesman, the soldiers are expected to be sent to unspecified countries in Africa in early 2022. It's unclear if the guardsmen is an increase in the Pentagon's force in Africa, or if the troops are replacing others currently deployed. The U S has been increasingly operating in countries like Somalia and Niger, as the wars in Afghanistan and Af- Iraq have drawn down. Uh, there are some 6,000 American troops, Defense Department civilians, and contractors across Africa at Army spokesperson told military.com. About 3,400 of those people operate from Camp Lemonnier in Dubu, De- you said it better <laughs> <Did> you booty? <laughs> did your booty did you booty, did you booty? Uh, serves as the major hub for the U S military on the continent. Uh, you know, Ed, I've got serious problems with this. Uh, Mr. Cooper has problems with this. The people have problems with this, you know, they're asking him and, and other people, uh, you know, that's running for office, uh, you know, where they can do something from the state level uh, to do something about this, uh, you figure uh, these people are supposed to be here to protect our states. Uh, you know, if, if a tornado comes through, they help us with that, right? Uh, on the coast, if a hurricane comes through, they help with that. You know, we have massive fires. We have, you know, anything happens, floods, anything. We always call on our National Guard. Civil unrest. Look at all the civil unrest we've had right here in this state in the last year. Okay? Louisville has just been totally destroyed. And, uh, you know, the Guard, when they was deployed, they disarmed them. Somebody shot at them, they shot back, so they disarmed the Guard for shooting back. I mean, it it don't make no darn sense to me. Uh, But anyway, I I have a growing concern that this is all about what's going on in Washington. If you take the guard, the people that's supposed to protect the people of their state out, then you can run over them. And we are in a tyrannical government now. We're not in the United States that we used to be in two years ago. We're not in the United States we was. Um, hell, a year ago, okay? Uh, You know, these lockdowns and all this other stuff, now they're doing other things. Uh, How much more is people going to take? And that brings me to something else, Ed. That brings me to California. And you'll probably like this. Uh, What have you uh, heard about the, the... Go out there over the guns and the magazines and the ammo and all of that that lawsuit going it was at the appeals court they come down with an opinion today right
1: so the magazine ban was upheld the ninth circuit circus the en banc panel three judge panel went ahead and uh sided with california
0: Okay, let's take the average gun owner. I don't want to take some of these guys that's you know really beefed up and everything, but you take the average gun owner that might have two or three uh average, AR average. might have two or three AR15s laying around, might have, you know, 30 magazines per AR15, might have uh, you know, 20,000 shells. How many how many uh how many felonies are they looking at? Well, ten it, rifles, uh, thirty. So
1: it depends. Three on, rifles,
0: thirty magazines piece. That's that's a hundred different pieces, and ten thousand rounds.
1: Well, you could if the magazines are loaded. They enforce the law the way it's written. You very well could be charged with one felony per magazine, one felony per gun, and then you could definitely get a enhancement charge of. A felony per bullet inside each magazine. That's if they go to the full extent of the law. Hmm. Now you do have options. You can surrender to your local law enforcement, which they get to keep it and take it home because there's no laws restricting them.
0: Right. So you buy the weapons, you buy the ammo, you buy the cartridges, and then you give them away to the people who choose to oppress you. Is that right? Yeah, we outfit them.
1: Not only do they take our money for taxes, the roads, and everything else that they steal from us and fines and fees and whatever, they want us to pay for their weapons and their gear also now. And they call it. They call they. create a new thing for it. Yeah. now even though, even though they tell us that we can't have it, we can't protect ourselves. We got to have them. But if you go back in time to 1981, and then jump ahead in time to 2005, you've got two major court cases. You've got uh, Warren versus the District of Columbia, and you've got Castle Rock versus Gonzalez in 2005. Both times, the Supreme Court said, law enforcement is not here to serve and protect the citizens. They only have a duty to protect the citizen while they are in custody. It's not up to them to help you outside of that. They're here to uphold written law only.
0: I was told by the Kentucky State Police that we only are required to enforce the law. Yep. So That's why it's called if, if they're not there to serve and protect, first thing we need to do is take it off sides of their cars. Okay. They did. Well, they need to across the country if they're not going to do it. Now, i tell you what, you let me be a sheriff and uh, you let me win the sheriff's race I'm in and you let somebody call me in the middle of the night and say somebody's kicking my door and I'm going to tell them two things. Because, I mean, this 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 is a big area for us to cover with a few people. You know what I'm saying? And my first reply is going to be if you've got a gun and they come through your door, use it. Just don't leave no witnesses. The second thing is, I'm gonna be hauling butt to get to them, and I will run in line of fire to stop it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what you should do. That's what you should do. We saw, we saw down in Florida, I, I, what in Dade County, Florida, where the deputies crouched down outside while the kids were getting shot and killed in the school. Oh, was that that fat guy? Yeah, would not go inside. Yeah. And then they said, well, it's a sheriff's policy. <laughs> not here, it won't be.
1: And he got his job back, too. Back if to you pay.
0: hear Gunfire, you better get inside that school and try to neutralize it.
1: Yeah, it was terminated, I believe, and then uh, or suspended. And then they gave him his job back with pay.
0: Yeah, because it was a sheriff's policy to do so. <clears throat> they weren't supposed to go in. He should. He, he should turn his badge in. He should turn his badge in, should get a yellow stripe down his back and rode out of town on a rail and tire and feathers. Turn his man card in. Yeah. But, I mean, they don't want you to protect yourself out there. They tax the crap out of you. Yeah. yeah. Your gas is almost twice what we pay for it.
1: Yeah, we're up to five forty. And you live
0: next door to the refinery. <laughs>
1: okay. have got seven refineries within 20 minutes of me. Three of them are within like six minutes.
0: <laughs> but you get the joy of living in the neighborhood with Nancy Pelosi.
1: Oh, don't yeah, don't even get me started, Miss Miss. I don't like walls, but yet just built three
0: walls around her new house. Right. Yeah, speaking of Nancy. Speaking Uh-oh. of Nancy, Here we go. Uh, there was some insider trading going on. Maybe,
1: yeah, the stuff that you know, Martha Stewart goes to jail for.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So so, what she, did they dump a bunch of stock right before the stock market fell?
1: It was her and a bunch of other Congress people. They uh, they got some insider information, and they actually, there's Pelosi. They felt they busted Pelosi. Actually, heard her husband on it. They found a pattern. Every time that they got this personal information, a few weeks before something would happen, they pull all their money out. Hmm. They didn't lose anything. But as soon as they got the information to go ahead and drop it back in, they dropped it back in, and they're up to you know whatever $300 million it was that they made. And they showed a pattern in a history of her and her husband doing this. But yet, I don't think anything's going to ever come of it. Like you know, anything, nothing ever does to these people. Hillary's not jail or dead, you know. So, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, Leffler, Nollan was involved in it last time. I remember, there was Republicans involved, Democrats involved, Schumer's and, involved, huh? Schumer's involved. Yeah. And they just they just slide on, they just slide on. I want to see a McConnell's in it. You know they we aren't call them sliders. <laughs> they put a whole new name. They put a whole new 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 aspect to sliders.
1: <laughs> I mean, these people should be doing Jericho commercials
0: by now. Yeah. Uh, They should be doing Alzheimer's commercials, especially yeah. Biden. Especially Biden. I mean, you know, any any pre- As president in my lifetime ever walked out and looked at the press and said, I, I just got my butt wiped. your <laughs> poopy pants. Yeah. And then he goes over to the Vatican and, and, and fills his drawers. And they, I guess they had to laundry his clothes or something before he could leave. That's why he was so long there. Uh, he's he took an extra amount of time. So, uh, oh man,
1: what I just can't. <laughs> we, I mean, I don't know how to come out and say it without like. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we've got a a general retarded idiot <laughs> for a president who shits his pants.
0: Well, the same trip, he give this big, long-winded fart. Yeah, he's all... right there beside Cam- Camilla from over in England, Prince Charles's woman of the day. Oh. <laughs> he sits there, rips one out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you a kid, uh, you tell these little poopy jokes. But when you get to be like Joe, you are the poopy Joe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he's not leaving little tootsie rolls on the ground as he walks.
0: Oh, he probably did it to Vatican.
1: <laughs> Imagine that somebody in the White House is going around with like a, a little like dustpan and shit, <laughs> and they got to follow behind Biden because the little nuggets to fall out of his butt.
0: <laughs> well, if they get a shot color, maybe they could break the mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, it's fun to have to have a show tonight. Uh <laughs> I wonder if they feed him baby food. I, I I know he eats a lot of ice cream. And I think he did make Mac uh, uh mention to tapioca the other day. So. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> I seen a picture of him today. He had two ice cream cones going Oh jeez. <laughs> I thought, my gosh, put me out of a little kid on his, you know, fantasy trip. I oh, want two ice cream cones. <laughs> yes, honey, you can have two ice cream cones. Oh, look, Dancing, <laughs> look, Dancing. I got two cones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> can, he <wipe> <laughs> can you wipe my butt? Get my hands full. Can wipe
0: Oh, I I don't know, Ed. Uh, (laughs) We've seen some stuff uh, in this country, but uh, this takes a cake. This takes a cake. Uh, Hunter's Laptop, the the book's coming out, Laptop from Hell. Uh, Just what I heard of it last night, it's going to be a bestseller. It's got to be, I want a copy. I want a copy of the laptop from hell. Yeah, uh,
1: I, want, I want to try to get an uh, autographed copy.
0: <laughs> that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Uh, who do you want it uh, autographed by the author, or you want to wait till they go in jail and have to put the prison numbers on it?
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd kind of like to have an author signing first, and then I'd like
0: to make my rounds in the jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh so much has come out in that book. So much is coming out in that book, it's incriminating.
1: Oh, yeah. How, uh, oh. I guess they used – Hunter's claiming that he uh, – Joe used him as the scapegoat of the family for years. Yeah, he and, was the uh, bad man. Yeah, he'd make him pay for all the family debt and pay for everything else. And uh, I guess Bo was the uh, the, uh, the whole holier-than-thou kid. And he was the favorite. And then it had to do with something, I guess, after, after uh, his mom died is when I guess he started treating them like shit more.
0: Well, you know, there was some questions about that. That was raised, and I don't know what the truth is on it. But there was questions about... The fact that he was, whether or not he was having an affair with Jill, who I believe was the babysitter. She was. At the time of the deaths. And some people have questioned whether or not she was involved in that accident, making that accident happen. I don't know if she was not. I'm not accusing her of nothing. Okay. But I have heard those speculations.
1: would explain why a babysitter became a doctor. Well, no,
0: that's not why she became a doctor. She didn't like everybody calling him senator. And her not having a title. Oh, geez. So she went to college and got an English. I think it was an English doctorate. So the people would have to call her Dr. Joe Biden. So she would appear more important. Now this, she admitted herself.
1: So she's not even a real doctor of anything.
0: No, she's not. She's not a doctor doctor. She's, she's a a doctor of English.
1: Well, that tells me you just know how to proofread a book.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, evidently she can't teach him to read a teleprompter. So she must not be too good at that. Yeah. You know, uh, So wasn't very good at babysitting or being a mother either. Well, you know, there's some speculation that the teleprompter broke down the other day is why he stopped. He, he didn't have his speech on the economy.
1: Or did it break down or people just get tired of his crap and just shut it down?
0: I don't know because I heard some background things going on, you know, on the, that was showing the news and they were saying, you know, it was being not, they wasn't going to have it and stuff. And you remember the one day when all, the, all of his aides rushed in, tried to keep him from saying something, they was all screaming and hollering? Yeah. That's what it sounded like the day that the teleprompter evidently broke or something happened, that he canceled right. that speech on the economy. And then when he does say something, it's like, well, so you're going to pay a dollar more for a turkey. Well, no, it's not a dollar more, Mr. Jerk uh not mr president but mr jerk it's not a dollar more if if you had your head out of your rectum you would know that it's over a dollar a pound more this year you would know it's any 18 anywhere from 18 to 36 dollars more for somebody to get a good-sized turkey to feed their family for the olive for the for the uh holiday but the thing is he really don't care because he's tried to destroy every holiday since he's got in office that's been the whole whole thing see this whole thing is about separating people from their families okay this whole thing everything that's going on in this country right now is about separating the people from their family you see it in washington you see it you see it in some of the state houses you're seeing it in the in the schools because what it is is they separate you at the, at the holidays, right? Then they teach your kids to dislike you because you're a racist, xenophobic, homophobic, transphobic, quadrophobic, you know, phobic, phobic person, okay? They teach your kids to hate you. And then they teach your kids that, hey, you know, just go out and get pregnant. You can get an abortion, right? Mm-hmm. and they teach your kids, okay, well, you don't have to be a, a boy. You can be a girl, and you don't have to be a girl. You can be a boy. You should be because that's what you really look like, okay? And so these kids, you know, and now they're trying to make it where the kids can get these these uh, sex changes without their parents' approval, even when they're, you know, little kids, okay? Yeah. And the problem with that is, is once they do that, guess what? They can't can't mate and have children. This is all about decreasing the population, splitting up families, putting us all at each other's throat, because when you divide, you conquer, and when you lessen the numbers, there's less to conquer. And people have got to wake up to that, Ed. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, they're slowly waking up, but not fast
0: enough. I mean that's that's what's going on in a nutshell. You know, uh <coughs> I heard that Arizona, I shared this with you for the show, but I want people to know. I heard that Arizona I got this through the CSPOA, okay, Constitutional Sheriff's Peace Officer Association. I heard that Arizona has two constitutional sheriffs out of 19 counties in Arizona. Y'all's counties out there is a lot bigger than our counties here, okay? (laughs) And uh, But they stand a chance of picking up the other 17 counties in the near future, maybe by the end of the year. If they can get the other 17 shares to be constitutional, that'll be the first state that has a totally constitutional uh, shares across the board. If they do that, there's no way government overreach will ever be able to come into Arizona. So if you're from Arizona and you're watching this show, you need to contact your sheriff and say, man, you need to come on the board with the CSPOA and become a constitutional sheriff and stand your ground for your people. Sheriffs that do that uh, are well worth having. That is what I'm running as Uh I actually done an ad the other day and in that ad, Ed, I said that if it was necessary that I would deputize the whole county to stand the line with us. And I will because it might come to that. You realize that. Oh yeah. But then everybody that stands with us has legal standing. Okay. And, uh, you know, a lot of people need a lot of people want a sheriff that will do that. A lot of people are wanting a sheriff to do that. And every day that we go by under this oppression and tyranny, every day that we live under the rule of the Biden and Democrat uh, leadership, if you can call it that, more people want somebody to stand up for them and stand with them. And, uh, that's what we need in this country right now but can you imagine a whole state see if a whole state does that that will draw attention of a lot of sheriffs that have sloughed it off until now <clears throat> saying yeah and it might it might actually start a movement throughout the country I would hope it would uh, you know part of my campaign thing is you know i I tell people i want jackson county to shine i want us to be a beacon light out here that other people look at us and say hey they're standing up if that little county can do it we can too you know what i'm saying and then if another (laughs) state stand up then the state will have to stand up because we'll be able to put the pressure on them like we did on constitutional carry here uh Gotta help them if they ever come in try to take people's guns in Kentucky. <laughs> well, I mean, you 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 come up to you, you come up to a house, never neighbor gonna step out on the porch with a rifle or a shotgun or a handgun or something. They, you know, uh, you know, if you're doing something illegal and you get your gun took away, ain't nobody gonna do nothing. But if somebody just comes up and start taking your gun away on the street, there's gonna be a problem. Because there's going to be a lot of old boys there, and going to say, no, 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 that's not the way it works around here.
1: Nope.
0: You know, we got a law around here, and uh, you're breaking it. But, you know, the sheriffs, they, they got the ability to, to keep outside agencies out and keep them from enforcing illegal laws, uh, unconstitutional laws in their county. And they can stop the red flag laws. They can stop all the gun laws. They can stop it all if they'll just stand up. I had the privilege when I volunteered and worked for any time that to be with the sheriff that would do that. And that's why uh, when it came time for a sheriff this time, I went to him, asked him to run. He wouldn't run. But he said he would bite me, and I'm going to hold him at his word. He said he would, and I believe he will. And uh, so I'm running. I didn't set out to run for sheriff. I set out to get him to run. Yeah, we made you. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but we made you. Well, I mean, somebody has to. Somebody has to. you got to have somebody you can trust. And quite frankly, you know, these guys that's worked for the sheriff that's running against me, one of them escorted me out of school meeting for opening my mouth and speaking my mind, (coughs) not threatening anybody, not getting vulgar, just simply because I said I want a yes or no answer. And he wants to run for sheriff, and he escorted me out. Think about that. He viol- he he helped the school board violate my First Amendment right. He should have said, "I'm not escorting him out for opening his mouth on something like that." Matter of fact, he told me before we went in that he would. He said he thought people, as far as he's concerned, people stand up and cuss them. Well, I don't agree with that. I don't think we should let him go that far. But uh, as far as getting up and and being boisterous or whatever, I don't see where there's a problem with it. That is Supreme Court law uh, decision. And, uh, but before the meeting, he says, I ain't throwing nobody out just for speaking their mind. And then when they told him to throw me out, he started walking over to me. I said, it's all right, Keith, I'll leave. I'll leave. You know. But I mean, it, it's getting ready to all come down. I'm getting ready to file some paperwork with the attorney general. I got to file it with them first and give them three days to not respond. Then I turn around and I file it with the attorney general. At that point, they'll end up paying some fines. If I can get it through with the attorney general, because I've got at least six violations right now that uh, I can name off the top of my head that's $100 a piece. And somebody's getting paid, you know, one little stipend for a meeting a month. They get hit with five, six hundred dollars worth of fines at once. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. They're gonna have to come up with them somewhere. So but uh I don't know. We we've got to get people stand up everywhere. Anyway. So now Nancy and her husband, they get these words and they find out about this 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 uh stock. They sell, they buy when it when you know the stock market starts back up. Isn't that called insider trading Ned? Yep.
1: And all the information that they got and what they did to make that money is all totally 100 percent illegal.
0: Right. You and I would go to prison for that. Right. Well, Martha, like you said, Martha Stewart went to prison for it. Yep. And they went after her for that big time. And there was a like half a dozen of them got called a year or two ago. Remember? Yep. Not a one of them went to jail, did they? Nope. Now nope. they're up to it again. I don't even think they got a fine, did they? No. Did it get censored or anything?
1: No, no sanction, nothing.
0: You know, I mean, you, they didn't even get to where they couldn't speak <laughs> they, in, in, at work. Yeah. So, you know what? There was a lot of people lost money. I remember if it was just in the last week, there was a—I can't think of his name right offhand—but it was a guy on CNBC. And he threw a tantrum. He said, Oh, he says, you know, I love his liberal media. They got all the answers, right? He's like, oh no, 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 don't sell your stock in that. Don't sell your stock in that. You know, don't, don't, don't freak out. Just don't sell your stocks. Says, it's 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 gonna probably be traded, you know. It's gonna be sold to another company. You make money, don't worry about it. Six days later, the stock went down. 90. Six, well, it was over $90 for sure. Went down over $90 in one day, had to be bailed out by the Fed, and they lost their money. Now, where is, well, <laughs> I started to say, where is truth in journalism today? But let's look at Fredo. Let's look at Fredo, Chris Como. Chris Como got indefinitely suspended today. Now, he'll probably be like the guy that was jerking the yerk, and he'll probably get to come back in a year. That's why CNN does, if it goes like it has in the past, okay? Uh, That guy was, remember, on the Zoom meeting Uh okay, enjoying himself? But anyway, uh, Chris Como did something I think far worse. and they have been bought out by a new guy. And they said this a new guy is not happy with the direction journalism is going with CNN. And somebody had asked him, said, well, you're just going to dump CNN out of this conglomeration, this $43 billion conglomeration you bought. He said, no, I think that'd be the carrot's way out. Now, they've fired. Well, not fired, they put him on the indefinite suspension. Chris Como. But, you know, he had. The executives there knew about this a long time ago and they done nothing about it. Chris Como used his job to, during his brother's uh, impeachment investigation and all that for Andrew Como, uh, governor of New York, Chris Como used his job to try to put his brother in a favorable light now you might say well that's his brother well i'm sorry you have certain standards you have to live by when you're a journalist just like when you're a police officer you can't say you know don't give my wife a ticket or don't give my sister a ticket or my dad or my mother okay you can't do that you know i've had two cousins that was in law enforcement both of them deputy sheriffs and both times they you know they, they had their co-workers come to her, the other deputies and said, man you need to get your wife to slow down she's you know she's speeding all the time and both of them said go write them a ticket because if you don't I will if I catch them okay that's the way it's supposed to be and when you're a journalist you're supposed to be that honest too if you're not then you're not doing your profession any good and you're 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 dishonoring your coworkers. You're dishonoring the company you work for, and you're dishonoring your own self. And in my, in my opinion, you dishonor your mother and father because you're a liar. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, he was using it to make his brother look good. That was the first part of it. But the second part was he was using his connections as a journalist to try to dig up dirt on his brother's victims. Uh-huh trying to dig up dirt on the victims that his brother had sexually assaulted. Uh, real piece of work. Real piece of work. Uh, I'm hoping this new owner, I'm hoping he will stand up and it. You know, CNN used to be a good news station. And I, over the years, they just went off the side. I can remember they first come out, it was doing some good reporting and they just, they sold out, they sold out to the, to the liberal left and, and they have become, you know, them, all the NBC channels, ABC channels, they've, they've all become the propaganda arm of the government and Fox to a certain extent has done that. Uh, so, uh, There are very few that I still watch on Fox. I watch uh, Tucker. Sometimes I watch Hannity, but he makes me mad because he worships the FBI. We all seen what the FBI is anymore. Uh, And then there's uh, once a while I watch Ingram, but mostly I watch Tucker and Mark Levin and Judge Jeanine. And that's it with Fox. And I used to be an avid Fox watcher. You know, I watch news 24 7, but anymore, two or three shows a day, you know, depending if it's a weekend. If it's a weekend, I got three shows, but uh, that's it. And uh, I don't watch the shows now. We're doing the show here. So, but I'll watch them later at night or whatever, see if there's anything on. And and then I, that's it. But we have seen in our country a great disservice of the people by the media. And and most of our people today, I seen a poll the other day. Uh, what was today? I seen a poll today. It was on Fox. Said fifty percent of our young people don't think we live in the greatest country in the world. Okay. 50%. Where did that come from? It come from critical race theory. It come from gender orientation teaching. It come from feminist training. And I have nothing against women's rights, so don't even go there. You know what I'm saying? But the ultra feminists and the liberal professors and teachers, uh, you know, now there's some good teachers out there. Don't get me wrong, okay, but there, for them, there's the, there's some of them out there that's teaching all this garbage, and more and more the younger ones are buying into it. And I know they're teaching it because you know what, Ed, I went to school, took classes with a lot of them that's teaching now. Okay, so I know what they're teaching. I, they they tried to brainwash me when I was in college with it. I had nothing to do with it. I thought all the way through. I thought all the way through. Uh, but I always made good grades because they couldn't prove me wrong. And that, that's the whole thing. You got to fight. But if, if you got a kid, now your kids are grown, my kids are grown, right?
1: Yeah, mine's 16.
0: Well, yours is still in school. He's got a year left. You need to make sure what they're getting given to read. You need to make sure what they're getting taught. Uh, I mean, we're seeing things here. And sometimes it's subtle. You know what I'm saying? They'll show something, they'll have a class on the Bill of Rights, okay? And at the end of it, then they'll show a little subtle movie about black oppression or this or that, you know what I'm saying, or oppression of women or something. Um, That's just not quite what history really happened. Sometimes it's the history itself they're teaching, you know, we had a member in our group for a while that told me that his granddaughter brought home a book from junior high, and he had one page on Vietnam in U.S. history. Can you imagine that? One page?
1: Yep. They try to skip history altogether here.
0: That was one of our longest military engagements. And they done our soldiers a discredit by not calling it a war, calling it a police action. And uh, they were treated like dirt when they come home. But I guarantee you, you won't find that on that one page. Nope. You'll find it on that one page that it was a war that was fought over there and our soldiers killed and murdered. A lot of villagers, including children, that was part of what was on that one page. They didn't bother to tell the stories like William Kelly, where he was told to go in and not leave one man, woman or child standing. And when he did, then they turn around and prosecuted him for war crimes when he came home. Even though that was his direct order. Was
1: it the Muley incident?
0: Huh? the Mi
1: incident.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that I remember happening and, and what actually happened. That's not being told that way today, you yep. know? Uh,
1: so they're waiting for all the Vietnam vets to die off.
0: And then they're going to rewrite it. Right. Right. You know, everybody talked about how bad what uh, Nixon did, bugging the DNC office, right? (laughs) Well, not only did they have trouble with Trump's offices being bugged, they actually, his competitor in the election actually, hired somebody to make up a fake dossier. The media pushed it. The Democrat Party pushed it, and they all knew it was a lie. Now, I think bugging the office and bugging the office would be equal, let alone throwing all that extra in on top of it. And, you know, you can sit there and say, oh, they didn't do that. If you're a Democrat, you can say that all day long, but it's done been proven fact now. It's done proven fact. You can't lie yourself out of it. And, you know, I know a lot of Democrats has got suddenly quiet with me lately because. It just can't win the argument anymore. (laughs) That's amazing, ain't it? You know, I had one well, I just decided it was best. I just didn't talk about politics no more. That's nice. <laughs> Ain't that quaint? <clean? laughs> you know, this was somebody, every time me and him was face-to-face, face, was like oil and water, <laughs> back and forth. And uh, or fire and hail or something, you know, I mean, we, was, we was just officers. And, uh, yeah, they, they just suddenly decided they didn't want to discuss politics anymore. Uh, but w- w- what can you defend? I mean, look at what's going on in this country. And January 6th, okay, hey, look at this big trial going on on January 6th. And the guy that <coughs> – the QAnon shaman got three and a half years, right? But now he's hired Kyle Rittenhouse's Rittenhouse's attorney to represent him to take it back to court. So he might be out sooner. But uh, I don't know what's going to come down with that. Three and a half years for walking in, Capitol building when the doors was held open for him when he walked through it by the police he was escorted by a police officer would you like to go into the chamber yep he wrote a note to Miss Pelosi we are coming he destroyed nothing he took nothing and he incited nothing
1: no, nope, they already said it wasn't an
0: insurrection. He was dressed funny for some people. Of course, if you understood Native American shamanism, you would know that was not funny dress, right? So if he is, in fact, a, a shaman, he wasn't dressed funny. Uh, three and a half years And Pelosi and her husband won't get nothing for insider trading. Three and a half years, and nobody has got anything for the steel dossier, uh, except for Clinton's attorney. Uh, Three and a half years, Clinton has not been touched. Three and a half years, he's serving, and Biden has operated the biggest crime syndicate in the history of the United States with his family and became president of the United States. The Biden crime family, their roots are so deep, they're all over the world because he sold his office for 50 years. And you still got it for sale today. You buy a painting, Hunter gets the money, Hunter pays Joe and everybody else in the family's bills. And then Joe gets half that money that that come in on that painting. And I'm telling you, his paintings ain't worth a half a million dollars piece. I can go down to Target and buy stuff that looks like that. I can go down to Big Lots and get it. Dollar General. Some of the stuff Dollar General looks better. But yet, there he is. So we got crime and corruption in the highest offices of the land. We've got educators, and <coughs> this, this is coming out of the, most of this crap on this critical race theory, this gender training stuff is coming out of the unions. Okay, it's coming out of teachers' unions, and uh, a lot of the teachers that I've talked to don't believe in it, but they're being forced to teach this stuff. Okay, so I don't blame the teachers so much as I do the unions. However, if you're if you're teaching a child and you're going to be a teacher, I ask you to search your moral compass before you teach it. Because I do think there's a problem there. Because I would lay down a job, even if it was my career, before I would teach a child something that would harm, let alone a classroom full or classrooms full. So, but I mean, we've got all this going on in our country. The whole thing is set up to divide us, to divide our families. You know, look, I mean, you couldn't sit down at a Thanksgiving table or a Christmas table and, and, discuss politics happy family wouldn't have you over because you are a Republican or you're a Democrat. Right. Uh, then you, you turn around and then you drive this, this race issues in there. You know, we divide them racially. We divide them uh, religiously. We divide them, you know, by not only the color of their skin, but by the country that they might've come from of initially uh, now let's divide them you know by which side of the track they live on which end of town they live on let's start you know putting the, the urbanites and the suburbanites against each other uh let's let's put a warfare there uh, we're going to really mix it up we're going to move the inner city people out uh, the into the predominantly uh wealthy uh, suburbs you know well, we know that's going to cause problems, but that's okay. That's what we want. That's why they do that stuff, Ed. That's why they do it, and that's what they're doing, is they're systematically destroying the country by putting the people against each other. You know, it's it's been – how long has it been divide and conquer? I mean, back as far as you can go, that's always been how you win wars. Yep. You divide and conquer. You know, I can remember watching the, the propaganda reels, you know, from uh, when I was in high school, we studied propaganda and we watched the propaganda reels from World War II, OK, from Korea, from Vietnam. And, and some of the times they show pictures of people that are supposed to be fighting in Vietnam and they will be in World War II gear, Two gear using World War II weapons, OK, and yeah. say this is Vietnam, OK. Uh, whatever they could put together to make it believable. You know, when I was a kid, we went to the movies and they would show a newsreel, okay? And on that newsreel, you'd see, you know, this propaganda and stuff they would show on the movies. And uh, that was a big way of spreading it back then. They put it out, you know, in the theaters. And uh, I can remember seeing that, you know? And uh, one of the the particular films that are high school teacher showed us i had watched about uh six years previous during vietnam and i recognized it you know it's like a movie scene you just recognize you know and that's when she started pointing out the world war ii equipment the world war ii gear and the world war ii this and that and i'm like oh my gosh and, you know i yucked it up you know a few years back you know uh, when, when I was in grade school, you know, but, uh, yeah.
1: uh, Also, well, technically, well, I don't know which videos they were showing, but I had a a Lieutenant Colonel that I served under once. And I questioned, he had this little itty bitty ribbon on his chest at the bottom of a stack. uh I said, I know where you got that from. I said, what were you doing there? which is me and him. He's our son. I was in Vietnam before it was Vietnam. He was there in 1954. Yeah. He said he was flying, and he was an airman in the air force at that time. And he was flying on gunships and radio aircraft, uh, surveying the communists and, uh, the communist Chinese going through from, uh, China, through Vietnam, into Korea, and those areas, because uh, we were fighting in Vietnam. We fought the Japanese in Vietnam, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we went there in 54 originally. They, uh, they gave out the Armed Forces Expeditionary Ribbon for that one, or the medal for that one, because you weren't really supposed to be there at that time. But that's what I that's what I remember as this lieutenant colonel that I was uh, serving under he uh, he was there and was telling me stories about Vietnam back in the 50s
0: yeah uh, we was uh it was so close between World War II, Korea and Vietnam they just about overlapped didn't they?
1: Yeah, World War II ended in 45. Korea picked up in 50 and in the height, like 50 50 to 53. And then we still we're still in Korea. And then Vietnam, we were there 45, 44. We left. We were spying in the late 50s. We actually landed there with Mac V Sog and stuff like that back in 61. And then we were there off and on 63 and officially there 65.
0: I know we had, uh, I had a friend that was in Korea. He's an older man actually come out and become professional wrestler for a while. And, uh, he, uh, I met him after, you know, he was too old for all that, but many uh, his son was like brothers, and I met him. We got to be real close. He, he passed away a couple of years ago, and I miss him a lot. His name was Clarence Smith. Uh, in in Korea, he, he was uh, guarding the ammo dump, and uh, some of them slip, slipped up behind him cut his throat. And he actually put his head down like that to hold pressure like this and managed to kill him and get the help before he bled death. Uh, he was very lucky. Very lucky. But he, I said, how did you do it? He said, I just put all the pressure I could right there. And he said, I just opened up with my machine gun. You know. And. Uh, but. He had he had the scar from it, and uh, he had the Purple Heart it. But uh, it's amazing what a lot of these people went through for this country, and 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 kids will stand up and say it's ain't a great country. And adults will stand up and say this is not a great country. It's not a great country because people like that that's not willing to stand up and make it great. That's the problem. I I do believe that. But anyway, what else we got tonight, Ed? You got anything else? No. No.
1: Can't think of anything else.
0: So... Do know that we we have uh we've got to start educating people the right way we got to start uh standing up to this takeover. this this it is, you can't call it communist, you can't call it socialist, you can't call it Marxism, you can't call it tyranny, you can't call it, you know, so many things, because it's everything in one. And I think it was Mark Levin that said, this is the most deadly combination of all of those that's ever existed in the world. If there's one country that can withstand it, it is America. But we got some people, we got to get it, get it together. You know, I see people say, well, oh, I couldn't make it to the school board. I didn't have a babysitter. Bring your kid with you. They're used to having kids at school, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's a church night. You really think God's going to send you to hell for going to church? Uh, missing church, you know, to go to a meeting once a month to help with your kids' education and your kids' safety and your kid getting fed right and your kid not having to wear a mask, it's causing your kid to get sick. You really think God's going to hold that against you? I don't, Ed. I'm ordained, you're ordained. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I keep telling the people, some people I know, I make jokes every now and again about you know, religion and stuff like that. No, oh, you're gonna to go to hell for that. That's that's bad. You can't do that. No, you know, even Jesus and God has a has a sense of humor somewhere.
0: Right. I mean, uh, you know, the Bible tells me, and you probably read this yourself, a father that won't take care of his child is worse than an infidel. When things are going wrong at school and you're not showing up, that puts you in that class. Don't you think so? Yeah. I mean, I've seen pictures of school lunches down here, Ed, five or six chicken nuggets and a bowl of soupy mashed potatoes. I don't blame it on the cooks. I'll say that's all they're getting to feed them.
1: They're doing the best they can with what they got to work
0: with. Right. You know, I never I've had a lot of parents send me pictures. I've not seen one vegetable on a plate.
1: So where does it come down to?
0: It's usually bread, like a burger or something, or a sloppy joe, with half a boat, you know, those little French fry boats, half of one of them full of fries, and and that's it. Or if they get chicken nuggets, it's that and, and a dipping sauce. Now I did see one day the kids got an apple. But other than that, I have seen no vegetables on the plates.
1: So, what does that come down to? Is that the the well, that orders the food, or the people no. give the money?
0: We got three and a half million dollars in the bank account for our school system right now, and our kids are being fed that way. The other day, uh, I got a call from a politician that told me he's got a picture he's supposed to send me. Uh, they had like maybe four hot dog nuggets, which he said looked like little corn dog bites, you know, and uh, a little bit of beans on a plate. Again, that's meat and starch, meat and starch, meat and starch, meat and starch. We live in one of the, port, the third, last I knew, it was the third poorest county in, 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 in the country. Okay. We're the third poorest county in the country. Our kids, a lot of our kids, all they get to eat is what they get at school. Our teachers are taking money out of their pockets and buying boxes of Pop-Tarts to send every kid home with with a pack of Pop-Tarts every day. So if they get hungry at night, they got something to eat. And we got three and a half million dollars in the bank. Something's not right. We're at the end of the year. That money should have been spent on food if we we can't feed our kids. I call I call the state. I call the state I a complaint with the state, written complaint with the state. State says, so we'll investigate it. What do they do? They sent them a re- they sent them a letter saying, uh, we need to see how much food you've been ordering, how much you've been serving. Well, how are you gonna lie on paper? You see what I'm saying? Why didn't they walk into those cafeterias and look and see what's on them kids' plates? That's an investigation. You don't send them a letter and say, what are you feeding them? You walk in and say, I'm here with the state. I come to investigate. I'm going through your doors. We're going to your cafeteria right now. That's how you do it. But no, they just take a Okay, whatever you send me on paper, that's fine. So, I mean, that's. You know that's that's what you got when you go to the nutrition board for the state edu- state board of education. That's what you get. So uh, all of our Kentucky listeners out there, you know what the Kentucky Board of Education nutritional board's about, man. Okay, it's just another paper pushing place. Everybody's making a salary, not doing a darn thing. So I mean, but that's what they're doing. That's what they did, Ed. You know. Uh, if somebody called me as a sheriff and said, My kids ain't getting fed at school, I would go up there, walk in, say, so I need to go down to the cafeteria. And if they didn't let me, I'd say, Okay, I'd leave. I'd wait a few days. I come back with a warrant because I go get me a warrant because I'm being told the kids are being abused in school. They're not being fed. And I would go back with a camera go back with deputies and we would get pictures and then somebody would answer for it see what I'm saying that's the way the state should have done that and the state board of education had all the power in the world to walk into that school and they couldn't stop them they're part of the board of education see what I'm saying so I, I don't know and it, I'm sure that's not just going on here Ed It's not just going on here. Look at the nightmare they they had when they had the Obama bills. And we've got a thing in Kentucky now, next county over, Madison County, over at Richmond. They've got farm to table in the schools. And you talk about kids eating good. I ain't talking about portions. I'm talking about good quality food. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Good quality food you know, everything that goes on their plate is fresh from a farm in the area just about. And, uh, you know, everything that can be got fresh. And we we've got now that growers grow 20, grow 12 months out of the year because we've got those high tunnels and a lot of them putting the heat in them to where they can grow fresh fruits and vegetables year round. So, uh, it's get, you know, it's got to be a big thing here. And uh, so, I I don't understand it. I just don't understand why. And I think it. I think a lot of it comes back. Well, I know it does. It comes back to our board. It's our board's responsibility to see those kids are eating right. It's their responsibility to see that the food's ordered. And if they're ordering the food, and it's not getting to the table, Ed, wouldn't you find out where it's going?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think the cooks are taking it home. But that don't mean somebody else ain't after ours. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine what how much could be made selling food out of the back of a school? Yeah, I
1: think more of the money is disappearing in somebody's pocket.
0: Well, it could be a thing with the supplier, with a supplier, too, where they're saying they're paying for so much and they're not. They're getting the money kicked back to them or a large part of it.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: You know, you could could get a supplier to say, yeah, I shipped them, you know, 50 cases of beans and, you know, 30 30 hams and this, that, and the other when they didn't ship, but you know, six cases of hot dogs and five cases of chicken nuggets and, you know, a thousand pounds of potatoes. And as long as that person gets their money and the person on the other end gets their money, nobody's to the wise. So there's lots of ways it can be going. But I think it needs to be looked into. And I think every parent should sit down and talk to their kids about what do you get to eat at school? You know, you got a cell phone, start sending mommy home a picture at lunch. Start sending daddy home a picture. Let's see what you're having. You know, that cell phone, yeah, it's got a little recorder on it. If They start teaching you, you can be a girl and, and you don't want to be a girl. And, and they're telling you, you, you look like a girl. I'd like to hear that on tape. Same thing for the girls being boys or, you know, they're telling you that you got to feel guilty because of the color of your skin or that you can never rise above you know the other 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 race because of your color. I want to hear that. Just give mom and daddy a tape. Just hit the record button on your phone. That's all it would take to shake this up in, to bring it into it. Hell I go down and get an Obama phone for my kids so they had to, it wouldn't have to have time on it. All they gotta have is the camera and the video and the and the recorder. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. hit record, they got it. If you can get the picture, fine. If not, if you're afraid to try to get the picture, you know, when they're teaching something wrong in school, just hit the record button on the voice recorder. Let it record. There's ways to do this. And, you know, it don't cost you nothing for an Obama phone. If you don't want them calling nobody, go ahead and use time up on it. But, you know, I sent my son to school with an Obama phone. Well, actually, it wasn't an Obama phone. I didn't have that man. I sent him to school with a track phone. He got 30 minutes on it each month. And he had to reserve at least 10 minutes to the last day of the month so that something happened at school. He could call me. So that way, and he usually had 25, 30 minutes on his phone every month anyway. You know what I'm saying? But there was a time I got a call. Hey, Dad, there's a bomb threat. and They won't let us out of school. You bet I showed up. Me and a whole bunch of other parents, our kids come out. <laughs> so, but uh, that that's crazy. You got a bomb threat in the school and you're going to keep the kids inside. They said, well, there might be a shooter outside. I said, who do you think I'd take out the most? A large explosion or one shooter? I said, give me my kid. But uh, there was a lot of other parents showed up with them. We it was about 35, 40 of us went up there once. So I started calling real quick on the way up there. Started calling people close to me, and then closer as I got into town, I started calling town people. You know what I'm saying? And uh the time I got there, it was about 35, 40 of us there. Get our kids. Mostly dads took off work. We had three took off from a shipyard, naval shipyard. <laughs> it's hard to get off there. <laughs> but they did, and uh, we got our kids out. It turned out just to be a, a hoax. Bad thing was that my son's little girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> she had a hit list with his name on it. <laughs> that we don't live in a messed up world. <laughs> oh, it was it was all the people she had on her hit list. She was dating him, so. Anyway, he said, well, I'll still see her if I want to. I said, no, you won't. (laughs) I said, you might see her in the hallway, but you ain't going out with her nowhere. I can promise you that. So I kept a tight rein on him till we left that town. But. That was, that, was, that was kind of funny in a way, and in a way it was pathetic. But uh, it did make for a lot of discussions around the dinner table at home. But anyway, well, Ed, I think we have a pretty good show. Uh, it's, it's not our normal thing. I just want to get on tonight, me and you, kind of go over some of the things that is going on in the country and uh, let the people know about them. And uh, I guess we'll be back tomorrow night, good Lord willing, and creek don't rise. Now, I don't know. I'm trying to get you and Fran to where y'all can pull one off without me, okay? Because uh, as this, as this uh, race goes and everything else I'm doing, I'm liable to need y'all to step in some. Does that sound good with you? Yeah. So, y'all just get a little more. Well, you don't have to worry about Fran getting more talkative, but you're going to have to. <laughs> you don't have to, Fran likes to she's friends like me she likes to talk don't she yeah but anyway well brother I will talk to you later God bless you and good night and thanks everybody for watching the show and uh, hope you found a little bit to laugh with about us and a whole lot to think about And uh, until next time, may God bless you, your homes, your family, your children. And most of all, may God bless America. Good night.